today's podcast. Just a couple of minutes after one o'clock today, we're recording early on Monday, June 7th, so the uh, on-air show can get to the promenade concerts um, timely. Although, Alex, you think one has already been leaked? Oh, ba- definitely. Due to bad social media scheduling? Yeah, it was an ad. Like It was like a sponsored ad for me to go online and buy the tickets for the show on July 9th. And I was like, is this, is this was who was here in 2019? Because it was Tonic um, and with a couple other groups. But it said July 9, 2021. And I was like, oh my gosh, I missed the show last year. So I definitely have to go this year. Now, my, so I know they've been here before and I, and I, they've been here a lot. And I, I think Floyd and I joked about this at the beginning of 2020, because I think those concerts got announced then. They just obviously never happened right and we had joked like what does tonic is like is tonic randy osher's favorite band of all time i think they fit the bill of our area probably but they also fit the bill (laughs) i don't know i mean i kind of love it so you're definitely going to get me to buy ticket and thomas too but i think they just that that band that music like do you remember when the gin blossoms came like it, it was insane how many people like my entire timeline was at that concert i wasn't but um i adore this area it is my 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 home yeah but i the the shows the concerts that are successful and always happen i get you don't have to tell me that it's a business it's country and Vanilla white pop rock. I would say like 90s alternative, definitely I, late 90s alternative. I, I can do without the concerts that proliferate this area. And I get it. They're what makes money, so they'll continue to come. And the only good I can try to extract from it is if the this... So it's Collective Soul better than Ezra, and you would know some of their songs, at least one, when you heard them. They fit in with all the... Wasn't Dishwalla here? I think so, yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. Toad the Wet Sprocket, all those mid to late 90s bands that never turned into Third Eye Blind that had one hit and were semi-sonic. Um, all those bands. The only good I can extract from it is if somehow the zoo can get Matchbox 20 to put back the show that was... Um, canceled from last year. I would also love to see a Red Hot Chili Peppers show. Yeah, they're not coming here. <laughs> Maybe Detroit. Yeah. Maybe I can get them at Belle Isle. Like, I love, I would love that. But too, They're way too big to be oh, here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're way too big. Um, so, I, I'm, God, it, it, they all, like, when Floyd and I did this a couple of times, I think a couple of years, like, there's genres and all the boxes of those genres will be checked. Like, didn't we joke on Friday, like Patti LaBelle or yeah, Aretha, Aretha Franklin died recently, right? Yeah. She's yeah. She kicked so the bucket. There will be one like older black R and B. There'll be a, there'll probably be several types of country, like an older and then a more pop. Like I'm going to, if I had to make a bet on every penny, I still have to my name, which is, which is a lot. It's good. <laughs> I would bet that there is not anybody who has any, a pop hit within the last five years. Oh, definitely not. No, definitely not. And, I'm good with it. I'll take it. Okay. Well, for your sake, I hope it's all one's. You enjoy. Um, that's why we're recording a little early today. Um, a bunch of things to get you. We'll, we'll, we'll say weekend stuff um, for <laughs> some later parts of the podcast. Can we talk about 
let's bring everybody up to speed who, let's just consider most people don't know anything about the, the rescue building that's closing, why it's closing, what's been going on, and then the uh, the stern, sturdy, dug-in-the-heel statement of the Mental Health and Recovery Services Board <laughs> that came out on Friday. And then this, how many, do you know how many people pro, were protesting over the weekend? Was it seven mm-hmm. or eight? I, I would guess about that much. No, I don't know. Right. I don't right. know. Let's start at ground zero. What What's going on? So there was a, the Mental Health and Recovery Services Board of Lucas County, I'll say the full name, um, and then I'll refer to them as the board after this. The board, um, they started a committee to kind of flesh out our, our how our community responds to psychiatric emergency services. Um, and that was in 2019. I know very well because I was on the committee. So I was a member that did a lot of the work um, of looking along with leaders from everywhere, like all of the hospital leaders, all of the, including rescue, all of the community mental health agency leaders, including Zeph, Deb Flores and Zeph. Um, and then a lot of the insurance companies, the local insurance companies, um, attended because we were all putting our heads together and trying to improve how our community responds to psychiatric services, because it's not, it needs improvement. Like while it improves every year, it needs its own time and attention. And the board, it did, they have done a really good job of addressing that with their providers. Um, so we were on that committee for about 12 months. And as a result, there was a recommendation. I sent you some of the recommendation um, a couple weeks ago. I just sent you the, the visuals because I am really excited that the work that I do is in that recommendation as one of the programs that needs to move forward with how we want to see our crisis services in the community. But there's a couple other, um, my program is in unison with a lot of other programs styles that will help us to respond better to a community person's need, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Long story short, we had the committee, we came out with a recommendation from that recommendation. The board then is releasing funds. So there it's an RFP, um, they're requesting proposals for uh, a um, another program in, in addition to the psych- the psychiatric services we already have, um, which is similar to like a psychiatric emergency, but kind of like an urgent care. It's called a 23-hour um, stabilization unit. So it's really for those individuals that are having a hard time. They come into this place for up to 23 hours. They interact with licensed staff, medical staff. It's not like a hospital, um, but it's it's a little bit more higher need than what my center would be. And you kind of stabilize that person and then transition them out into either um, an appointment with a provider with follow up um, or maybe come to the wellness center or something of that nature. So it's just triage. It's a better way to triage somebody. Um, and at this point, the mental health board was looking <laughs> for potentially different options or alternatives to rescue, right? I don't know if they were looking for alternatives. I think that they were just look. They just opened it up to the community, so it wasn't something that was exclusive to rescue. And I think that was where the problem, where rescue maybe felt hurt by it. I think. Um, I think the more professional term you're looking for is butt hurt. <laughs> well, that's yeah, like it, law, it but- is. It is similar to the work that rescue does. It's also similar to the work that we do. So it's just, they they allowed multiple people to bid on this specific program. And I think rescue felt that they had rights to this because it was in their wheelhouse. I think they felt they had exclusive rights to this kind of 
um, program and this RFP because it is in their wheelhouse. And so they felt the board, it, from what I was reading, they felt the board, I don't know these things firsthand. I'm reading a lot of it, but I did know that the RFP process was halted in the, in the spring, early spring. And, you know, so that must've been why. So the, then rescue chose to, um, take the board to court and say, and prove that it was unethical what they were doing. And then the court said, you guys need to work it out. So in the process of them working it out, it sounds like from the board's perspective, there wasn't a whole lot of working out to be done because rescue might, it seems like they were very one line with what they wanted and didn't want to cooperate with the board. Um, and here we are. So I, it's just, it's sad and it's unfortunate, but I like, you know, I am a huge supporter of the mental health and recovery services board because I work with them so closely. So um, I trust in the work that they do and how hard they go for community ser uh, crisis services in our community and how much work they've been putting into it. So it's unfortunate what's happening, and especially because it's people's jobs. So there's that aspect of it. And to zoom ahead a little bit, you, you believe that the mental health board might be able to help place those people who, are, who will wind up out of work, right? I think, I think so. so. I think that was even in their statement that they wanted to help the employees. Um, so I think so. I think that they've been doing some work to try to find those, the staff that would be displaced, trying to find them placements elsewhere in our community. I think they're attempting to. And I could I could share this. Uh, being on the ZEF board, I'm privy to certain things. The, the last One of the things we talked about on the last call was how can they make ZEF more attractive to people who are job hunting? So perhaps ZEF yeah. can, I don't want to... I'll say, I guess, cherry pick or help out the people who are being displaced. So it's, and, and I would guess it's the same for uh, other local agencies that the board works with. So I'm going to guess that there are plenty of jobs available because what's happening with restaurants that seemingly is most familiar to people is really everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, lots of now hiring signs. So the other side of this, uh, where most of the public criticism has come from, or at least the online uh, concern, where do people go now for 23 hour service? So the, the 23 hour was something that was in the process. It's not an actual program um, that's happening at the moment. Um, to my knowledge, like it was, that was what the RFP was for. And the RFP was halted in the springtime. So nobody has received that bid and that program is not moving forward just yet. But the, one of the challenges that we had had in, in the community was rescue was really our only psychiatric um, emergency room and psychiatric urgent care but you can still receive those services at all of the other hospitals. Part of the work that we were doing is that we needed to kind of pull together our program and our details in the community so that we could triage patients like that so that the hospitals, you know, the, hosp the hospitals can service them, but there are better options for them. And we need to make sure that they know who those options are and that those options are being utilized. But I don't know. So I don't right now. I, I'm not going to I'm not going to speak for the board. And like I said, I don't know any firsthand knowledge to this. I'm learning as we go, but I have been a part of the conversations for a long period of time. I'm going to make the assumption that the hospitals will be continue to be utilized as they were. Um, and the board is going to start to address where, you know, who or how um, services like rescue are going to continue in the community. But you can still go to. A local community hospital was rescue the place that you should have gone probably but was it the place that people were choosing to go not always and so the hospitals were being overutilized for something that could 
for some a service that could have been done somewhere else and should be done somewhere else. And that's part of the conversation also. There was a, a, a stern, and I guess if any of this is off, is, is out of bounds, just let me know. I'll, I'll edit mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Mental Health and Recovery Services Board put out a press release, a lengthy one, on fr- Friday News Dump. Heads up, everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was stern, and I don't want to call it defensive. They just stated facts. And I, I wouldn't, I don't think it was petty at all, but you, you know the situation much better than I do. I think it was a very fair press release and they were just kind of defend, yeah. they were defending themselves and why they made certain decisions. And really you can't ask for something much more than that from an entity like that. Yeah. And I, I don't, I, I mean, I was shocked by it, not in a way that like they did something wrong. They were just 100% honest in a way that I was not expecting. Again, I work very closely with a lot of the staff at the board. I trust them and I trust their intentions. And th- so this doesn't surprise me in that they are honest about what is what is really happening. I think for days there has been information up, out there and they have not had, you know, the board's stance on it hasn't been represented. So people are looking at the mental health board as the villains um, in this situation. And I can't imagine how they feel about that because I, I see and know, and I'm part of the work that they put in to improve crisis services in our community. So I can't imagine like how frustrated they are. I was, you know, shocked at the honesty, but at the same time, I think that that's extremely necessary. It, it, (laughs) you know, it was like, well, well, good for you guys for telling it like it is. Um, because they it's it's really important that it be known and that's why i'm such a you know that's why i'm voicing how much i support them in this and it was one and i even talked to you especially when you were coming and you were not not as much information he's like what do you think about this and i said i trust the mental health board they're all well-intentioned and i i don't you know while i don't have a lot of knowledge on the back end of what's happening here like again they're good well-intentioned people so i can't imagine that they would do something shady and the way that the community was depicting them to be they 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 took the opportunity to set the record straight exactly to to enforce my sentiment that this was not petty um and and i'll be as i'll be very we'll take a professional tack with this they could have made accusations of rescue in their way of going about things yeah. that they did and they would have been well within their right to point certain things out but they did not they mm-hmm. just refuted some of the things that had been said about them and again you can't ask for much more transparency than that kind of truth would did i say that as as best as i can i think so yeah i think so it's a you obviously we recognize it's a difficult conversation for me to have i'm not close to this situation but I am close to the Mental Health and Recovery Services Board. But I also don't deny that I am a person that works in community mental health here in the county. And so these are my peers that are that are being displaced, you know, from from work. But at the same time, the blame does not fall on it. You know, finding blame at the moment, I think it would just be irresponsible. Like, let's just figure out what the community like, what these services are going to look like and where these folks are going to go. but it, it is an interesting, I have an interesting perspective. I'm not screaming it from the rooftops, but you know, when, when like, I think we were mentioning one of our community friends, you know, felt a little uncomfortable with it until you had explained to her what I said. And it's like, well, no, it's not actually what you think it is. Like, right. you know, you have to, 
uh, from the surface, it's like uh, an important hospital is closing. All these people are being displaced, but it's not, you know, putting the blame at the mental health board is is not the way to go. Yep. Okay, let's move on. There was this, I called when I called you this morning. There was a second thing I wanted you to talk about, and I can't remember what that thing is now. Was wait, was it for me? Was it my head? Not your head. It was a story or or something that happened to you, and I can't think of for the life. Were of me, we I, talking about it this morning? Yeah, and I or I wanted to to ask you to bring it up in the podcast, and for the life of me, I can't think of what it is now. Not the weekend activities. Not my. Oh impulse. yes, that's it. Alex saw soft core porn at Mommy <laughs> Bay. <laughs> Yes, that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. All right. So uh, I wrapped up my day at Bark in the Park, and it was a great time. I got to see a lot of people. Um, it was nice to. I, I hugged. You know? Do you know Cheryl Leonard? No. You? I think you would know. Cheryl's been in here before. Cheryl's great. Cheryl's like, I know you don't like hugs, but let's do a hug. But it was great to see a lot of people from various things and places. It was really, it appeared to be a very successful event. I'm surprised there weren't more people running. I saw, uh, I didn't see, did I, I didn't see, if I saw a Corgi, I didn't get a picture, but I saw like three or four Great Danes. Oh, Jesus. And then I met somebody from the internet who I always talk to, and she introduced me to a dog that is in her little thing. And I was like, what kind of people does it eat? Because... It was, oh, was it huge? It wasn't Great Dane big, but it just it looked like something from a science fiction movie. But it was a great day out there, a beautiful day. Bethany says she loves the kickback food truck. They do coffee and breakfast things. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, kickback coffee at kickbacktoledo.com. Um, I wrapped up that, and then I called you to see what you're up to, and you were, you were headed out to Mommy Bay. Yeah, so Thomas and I, like, we've had a rough couple of weeks, and I think that um, at Thomas's request, he's been extremely motivated for us to, like, fill our days and our time where we're not working with things that we enjoy. So we've been taking the dogs out a ton, going out and getting exercise and getting steps in and just enjoying the outdoors. And so Thomas was like, hey, let's go to the bay today. Like, let's go out, let's take the dogs out to Mommy Bay. And I was like, yeah, sure, not a problem. At first I said, oh, no, like, I need to go grocery shopping. I want to get some stuff from Dick's. Like, you know, at first I was thinking no, but I said, you know what? Let's do it. And then he said, why don't you call your mom? Let's let's invite your mom. Better yet, let's invite the kids too. Like, invite your nephew. So <laughs> it's like, okay. And then it's so funny because then he realized what he gotten himself into because we're all trying to plan out what time we're leaving. And he's like, actually, I want to take a nap first. <laughs> like, you motherfucker. What? <laughs> but anyway, um, we get to Mommy Bay. We go to the inlet beach. So that's the, there's like a, like a little lake slash pond inside of the bay. So we weren't on the Lake Erie side. We were internal on the inside beach. Um, the sand is just a little bit better, I think. Um, it was packed. I have never seen that many people there at the bay. I was a little shocked. I was actually a little put off. So I'm not going to go at, on a 90 degree day all the time now because that was too many people for even for my tastes. Um, somebody was blasting country music. Other people, you know... Another lady like cleaned her baby's like explosive diaper in the water. <sighs> same, by the way, same family of folks that was a part of the softcore porn. Oh, so okay, so let's let's, let's get <laughs> let's to that. Get part, into that. You sent me a video. It looked like a Snapchat or something. <laughs> and, and I definitely needed more context. There were two. There was two larger people. They looked. 
I think the one who was taking the who had the picture in the picture that you sent me, the one person was taking a picture or video. It appeared like they were wearing some type of bathing suit, but I couldn't. They not, were. I couldn't tell this person's gender. I couldn't tell if it was a, a woman or. It was. So I'm going to make the assumption that, yeah, not make the assumption. Yes, it was. I'm going to make the assumption this person identifies as female. Um, They they were two larger women. Um, It's hard for especially like my sister and I, we're both like big. I'm plus size 100 percent. You're not going to catch me in a bikini, but I'm not going to shame another plus size person for like wearing a bikini because body positivity and all like good for you. It's just not something that I would do. So I tried to hold back judgment as far as that. But like where we all can be judgmental and also give these girls the smackdown because there was like 20 different moms who were ready to storm over to her is these girls, they looked a solid like 21, 22, maybe 23. Lots of body parts are being exposed. The cheeky bikinis are now in. So the bikini bottoms where your ass cheeks are hanging out, like it's not quite a thong, but basically that is in style now. So they had those on. So their butt cheeks were out. The girl that I sent you the picture of, she many times had literally squatted down in the water. The water is just barely above your ankles, by the way, squatted down, picked up puddles of water with her hand, slashed it on her vagina to make sure it was clean and free of sand. And so she's just like, imagine like you, like a girl is swatting and she's, she's squatting and she's fanning at her vagina. Like it's hot. Like that was what she was doing many times, many times. Let me hop in for a minute. Is your mom named Michelle? No, that's my sister-in-law. My mom's Mary. Okay. I want to know who Michelle Thomas was. That's my sister-in-law. So, okay. Um, I, the first person um, was, was not that big, but I remain uh, with my thought that <laughs> I don't know what gender they are because of how their arms are positioned. The woman that is, that, that woman who is taking a picture or video of the other one looks mm-hmm. like she's in a rap video. I am unable yes. to tell if she is... She to what was, level of dress she has on. She was making her ass clap in that okay. in that position. So that was when Michelle had just whipped out her phone. And I was like, don't do that, you guys. Like, no, essentially no, she just do that. Whipped out her phone and like took a picture because this girl, like her girlfriend was taking a video or a picture of her. She was on hands and knees, like making her ass clap, shaking it back and forth. And it gets worse. Like it first, she's leaning up on the fence, standing up, showing her ass, and her friends taking the picture. Then she's on her hands and knees, and her friends taking a picture. Then they go into a few other like really hardcore poses, and then her friend gives her her phone back, and she gets into the water with the other folks that are in the water. This leaves the girl who's been who's having the pictures taken of her by herself, which is why I sent you the next video or or picture when she's literally. She this so this is what she does. You see like an orange gate because on the other side of that apparently there's a very rare bird that has nested its egg. You only so sent were, me, you only sent me the one picture. Oh, okay. I'll have to send you this other one. There's a very rare bird that was nesting its egg. So there was also like 20 people there with big cameras, big professional cameras, bird watching for hours. <laughs> so anyway, this girl like sets her phone up against the fence. And she's taking pictures of herself from the front, but from the back, this is what you see. I could have swore I sent this to you. No. It's, oh my gosh, it was awful. I have a question. Why? Did, 
why didn't anybody approach this woman and sc- or these women and scold them? Because they would have been well within their right to do that in such a family-friendly place. So I just sent it to you. Let me know if you get it. Yeah, I got it. So this, so she was doing this oh, for... I, oh, God. I, mm, that's... It, it was terrible. And when I tell you, like, this is where we were standing. Like, this is where we were camped. And there were families all around us. And so who, what, she, what she did, she whipped out her boobs and was, like, taking a picture. So the camera is in front of her face. She's, she leaned it up against that orange, like, fence. And so she's taking pictures of herself. But this is what we see from the back. Right. Why didn't anybody say anything to them? So I, she was with a, another group of people. They, I'm going to be honest. They look like they would not have cared if they caught a case. Oh. And um, like, I try to be really, so Thomas is a, um, he has his license to carry and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So things can be more dangerous. I try, I have like reined in my temper, but I can lose my temper very quickly. My mother was there. Thomas was there. My nephews were there. So like if any of them would have been put in danger in any way, like I feel like my job would have been safe because we hire people that have records, but I definitely would have got one. Like <laughs> definitely would have got one. So, um, but, but it seems like there would have been enough people there to say, this is inappropriate. You have to I leave. Think so. They wouldn't have caused uh, a ruckus. We, so we were leaving <clears throat> anyway but we definitely left early because of it there was another family that was leaving and then there was a group of girls that were like i'm going over there i'm going i'm about to go over there i'm going over there eventually she stopped and she walked away so as we were walking away she was walking away um she almost looked like she wasn't all the way there which was also gave me a little bit of pause because you know i'm just like all right you know that then it would kind of make sense but um it was it was just bad. It was really bad. And then as we were leaving and packing up the car, the police showed up. So park police showed up and they stopped and rolled their window down. Here I am about to like sing like a canary. And then they're like, your dog looks really spoiled because Thomas was carrying her everywhere because she was so fucking tired from swimming and walking and all the activity that she had to be carried the poor thing. And so he's like, that's a spoiled dog. And I was like, sir, there's a woman on the beach. And I was like, and she, she, you have to go down there. And he goes, did she expose anything? And I said, not directly. He goes, then I can't say anything. This has been a problem that we've had the last couple of weeks, but there's nothing I could do about it. I'm just like, oh boy. These people went to the wrong spot of water. They, sh- I don't know my geography all that well, but I'm guessing they should have gone a little northwest of there to put in Bay, <laughs> not Mommy Bay. But and the, the sad part, it was her baby. Like, it was her daughter that she had earlier, like, helping her in the pool. She's the one who cleaned her baby's dirty-ass diaper in the water. Do I have your permission to post these on, let's say, Instagram? I mean... I, I don't know. Couldn't we get in trouble for that? No. I, and I'll, I'll blur some things out or whatever. I, I'd like to see if anybody else saw or heard about this. Well, don't say it's for me, but yeah, go ahead. Okay. Plus, we need to provide a visual. Um, since, I, <laughs> since I had to look at these, everybody else has to look at these. Absolutely. So if you want to know what I'm referring to, go on to Instagram because I'm sure we'll get removed and blocked from Facebook. But, it, but that's how just nasty it was. And my poor nephew's... Thank God they were still so young that they wouldn't have stood there watching her like, Mommy, what is she doing? 
they they didn't even notice like literally didn't even notice beyond the sandcastles and for anybody not that you would think this but just to cover our asses in case this winds up in some some viral mess because the internet picks it up we're not we're only shaming them and being critical because of their behavior in the environment right. that they were in. Like if Philip was wearing some of his Instagram outfits on the beach, it would just it would be just as inappropriate. I mean, may, not even maybe maybe if you're referring to the outfit where it's his birthday suit, then sure. Right, well, if he's just if he's just wearing a speedo, I don't even care. It's the fact that you were making your ass clap, like you were yeah. dancing and performing for the camera with no like care in the world for all of the kids around you. It was packed there and it was majority families. So it was just shocking. It really was. The shock level was so high. It was ridiculous. I get it. I get yeah. it. All right. I'll post these and we'll see, see how long they can last. <laughs> okay. Um, and I hope you don't have to see anything like that ever again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that's going to mean for the kids coming back, but yeah. Um, so, Saturday Saturday afternoon, uh, Amanda came over. She had been working for the majority of the morning, and uh, she she didn't want to do nothing, which we're very good at doing. Mm-hmm. And I amicably agreed. Let's let's go take the dogs to to Swan Creek. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the night before, she was very snarky at me, like super snarky. Um, if I was anybody else, I, I likely would have cooked dinner and, and left. Um, and I didn't stay late at all because we just laid around doing nothing. And I, her vibe was just off, 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 off. And she has been going through so much stuff. And I have been on alert. Um, like, eventually there will be a straw that break the, it breaks the camel's back because nobody uh-huh. can deal with so much chaos around them and and not have it affect them. Um, and she's going through so much. In fact, I, I, I'm surprised it hasn't happened. She hasn't had a breakdown yet. And she gets her cries out and that helps her. Um, but I had a sense that something was, was really weighing down on her. And she had something that happened on Saturday. Not a big deal at all. But, you know, when... When so much is going on, it right. really, it re, like they don't, there isn't the saying the straw that breaks the camel's back because it's an anvil. It's usually a, a straw that makes the anvil that much heavier. Right. So um, we were halfway through our walk at Swan Creek, and uh, I think she asked me, like, is everything okay? And I just whipped my head around. I said, your mood. <laughs> uh-huh. And I, I quickly corrected myself, and I said, your mood is is being taken out on me because mm-hmm. I get like, I am no one to be critical of, of someone being moody. Uh, but I said it was, it, she was taking it. I felt like she was taking it out on me. And then there was silence. <sighs> we wrapped up our walk. Um, and not a word was said. We, uh, we go home it's back to my place and, um, the tension there. And by the way, there was tension leading up to my comment. I could just, I could just feel it. And again, Eric, how dare you think there's something you feel when you're never in a relationship? I'm not an idiot, I, but I, I can read. I know that, but I can read people pretty well. And it mm-hmm. was very tense. Mm. Some of that tension uh, was assuaged when we were home. Um, and I said, do you still want to go to Maple and Maine in Sylvania? And, uh, and we, we got on our way. I said, I'll follow you to your house and then you can drive us. 
Um, and it wasn't because I was trying to avoid her. It just made more sense. This way she didn't have to drive me home afterwards. Uh-huh. And I forget, where, like, I was very silent in the car. It's like when you're, you're pissed off at your mom or you're pissed off at your kids. And then something broke the ice as we were beginning to walk. We parked and we began to walk to Main Street for where all the tents were lined up. And I was like, this is why I love you. Because, you know, you deal with all this stuff that would have broken so many people. Um, and that seemed to put us in a much better spot. And That's th- good. Things were fine. And she, she tried her first ever White Claw. Oh, did she love it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think she... She's just not a big alcohol person to begin mm. with. So, um... I'm not sure. And we visited uh, Soul Status, which is where Proctor does a bunch of things. And it was nice to go in there and meet them. And I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that Maple and Maine was as was not much busier. It was 5 o'clock on a beautiful Saturday. There was music. Um, I think Amanda was, and I could see why she thought this way. I thought there would be a better assortment of food trucks. Mm. Uh, Lyle's Crepes was out there. Rosie's, Dietz. Some snow cone place which looked really chintzy but it wasn't a great assortment even though the restaurants were still there um and the art was very elite and high oh. highbrow oh. <laughs> not not stuff that really caught my eye there was one guy that had great photography and, and it was like in gloss and like that's beautiful oh shit it's two thousand dollars um yeah no uh, but I, again, on a beautiful evening, I'm stunned it wasn't busier. The only thing I could think why is they had First Friday the night before. There are a ton of things going on all over. So people are, are sprawling out. or and, and also, maybe not everybody's doing stuff yet. But I'm surprised it wasn't busier. But that's the first time I, I made it out to uh, Maple and Maine. I didn't know anything about it, but I've never been. And I, I'm not really connected to the Sylvania community, I guess. Um, so that could be why I didn't hear anything about it, but I figured there would at least be some sort of advertising. Like I didn't see anybody in my timeline that was even there. So you might've been the only person I know that went. It, it seemed very insular, insular to Sylvania. I was surprised at the six or seven black people I saw, (laughs) all of whom were hanging out with other white people, which is fine, except for the kids we saw walking towards it. Um, we were probably going to the sneaker store, not to stereotype. But that's the only place really I would shop for attire on that block. Um, it was very Sylvania. It was it was very mm-hmm. affluent and white and, and actually older as well. There were a lot of older people there. Um, so I, what did I, I, I stayed at Amanda's house. We, we, she, we went back to her house. I go home and I'm like, I'm like, I'm leaving. And I think everything had been cooled over. And I went home and played a bunch of video games uh-huh. And had some. I was intent on having limeritas, and I or Ritas, and I did. And I texted. She texted me. She's like, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm playing video games." I said, "Remember that time you said I'll come over and watch you play video games or watch you do whatever?" I said, "Remember you said that? Now would be the perfect time to do that because she she has told me she does not like being alone, and she doesn't like being alone at home because she misses her son." Yeah. So she came over. We just hung out. I started watching Avengers. She went to bed. Totally fine with that. I think the dog's been up with her. And I slept all day Sunday. And she was seemingly fine with that. But today, there seems to be tension. And oh. I 
I, and I said to her, I was like, you're usually more chipper and, and chattier in the morning. Um, and there's like good morning emojis and all that stuff. So where we are right now, and I, she kind of lectured me um, oh. when it came to something with, with her work, with one of her clients. And I was, I was literally speechless. I was stunned that she took the tone of lecturing me like I was completely unfamiliar with uh, what she does and how she helps people. Yeah. Um, and I told her that. So, <laughs> I, and I'm going to read this to you um, and we'll go from there. I said again, the didactic approach. That doesn't do any help to me thinking something is way off between us. Hopefully we can resolve this. Um, later or tomorrow, I realize how nutty you are for his first day. He's in a new school today and his yeah. first night back. And we can resolve this by me apologizing for being terribly presumptuous and out of place. Or you can tell me what's bothering you. And if it's me, what changes I can make to help us to help get us back in seamless chemistry? Because again, something just doesn't feel right. So that's a re- that's actually a really good um, way of saying it. Like, you know, if it's not me, I'll give you let's you know, give you a, a space and a platform to talk about it. If it's, if it is me, like, let's talk it out. Um, I, I don't know. I, you know, we'll see. I, I, what you described the day that you were at Swan Creek has been Thomas and I on many occasions. And it's been the times where I chose not to like suffocate the situation with, are you okay? What's wrong? What's wrong? Are you okay? Are you okay? And I just, you know what I mean? Like, Clearly, you're not okay. I'm a little annoyed by it, but we're not going to talk about it. And then over time, it'll fizzle out. And then you went to the, what was it? South and Maine or something Maple in Maine. Maine. Maple and Maine. Um, but I, I, I feel like it was talked out in the sense that your mood and your mood take, being taken out on me. Because something was very wrong. And, it, and like I said, it went back to Friday night where she said, I have carny fingers. Which... <laughs> Is funny, but those are not comments that come from her. And I knew, like, it was a huge red flag that something was wrong. And I'm very, you know, this, I, you're the same way. I'm very intuitive and I don't let shit like that linger. But um, you might have to. So that might be the piece where you have to compromise and she has to compromise. And I say this from experience, like you might have to like, let it linger a little while, give her some time, and then you can come to have the conversation. You know, I think letting her know like, hey, I'm, I'm observing that something's going on here. Like, let's talk it out when you're, when you're ready for it. Um, I know that sounds like more of a sacrifice on your end because you're not able to talk it out until they're ready for it, where it's like, I'm ready for it now. So right. like- we can go, <laughs> you know, because you and I are very similar in that way. Um, just last night, I said something that bothered Thomas and I was like, are you OK? Like, did what I say upset you? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. He was not fine and he was not fine for hours. But I chose to just go and sit down, watch my show, give him some space. And then he came out of it around like nine thirty, ten o'clock. Other times I will suffocate him because I'm like, all right, I've, I, it, like this time you have to cater to me. <laughs> like, let's talk it out. What's wrong? And this is why I brought it up because I don't know how to, how to handle these things other than being head on with them. Yeah. Um, and it's funny. I tell my one internet, my, my friend I'd never met, Ashley, about some of these things. And she's like, this seems to be happening a lot. I'm like, uh, I, I, I understand her thinking that. 
Mm-hmm. But you don't seem to think that. It's just all new to me. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I, I pat myself on the back a little bit that I, when there is any semblance of conflict, like I want to get it wrapped. I want to get it resolved so we can move on. So sure, maybe there's some disagreements or minute arguments happening. And I do tell my friend Ashley, um, but I only bring them up to say that, you know, we have moved past it. Although this thing... Saturday was the first time I kind of like snapped at her and, you know, pointed a finger. But her carny finger thing kind of set that fire on Friday night. I I mean, I can relate to that. There are times I don't tend to like, sometimes my jokes are coming from like a really joking place. And other times I can like throw a jab if I'm in it, come out like a joke. If I'm annoyed, like if I'm annoyed with you, you know, and I. Like, I admit that, so that's something that I know that I can do occasionally. I don't love it about myself, and eventually I do, like, feel bad, but it usually does speak to something a little bit deeper. That may not be the case with her, but it's, you know, it's a possibility. But I think what you, like, one of the lessons that you'll be learning over time is that just, again, because I had to learn it, we can't work things out every time as quickly as you and I would prefer to, so that we can, like, Work it out and move forward. <laughs> Good insight. Good insight. You know, that, that's why I brought it up. And, and then you'll have to let me know, like, these seem to be happening a lot lately. Is everything okay? Because I don't know when that point is. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of a give and take. And also, there may be a window where, you know, th- how she how she the tension that you're perceiving may go away and you both are in a really good place. And then you can bring it up and say, hey, like, you know, this weekend, if you remember, things were a little awkward. Like, can you, was there anything going on at that time that you didn't really want to talk to me about? Or, you know, so there may be a window of time, but it might not present itself for days or weeks, you know, but still try to take it back there just so you can put put a button on it for yourself. Days or weeks, my God. Why can't everybody just be simple like This dogs? shit is hard. Like, I, I hate to I know, be that. I'm never going to be that person that will lecture you. Like, relationships are hard. They really are. Like, damn. They work. <laughs> they work. Damn. damn. And thank God that you brought up uh, that you caught ticks on Sunny. Because right after you told me that, like, I frantic because I had forgotten. <laughs> amid the tension that was going on, I totally forgot to look the dogs over when we got back from the park just in case and i i was like the only thing i was pulling out was like fistfuls of dog hair uh but yeah thank you for saying that or else i would have forgotten to check them over it was so weird so we we saw a tick on pete literally as soon as we got there almost um and so i was a little put off because i definitely like sprayed them down so much that they were sneezing from it and so um, I was too tired to give them a bath that night, but I did give them a bath last night, both of them, because it's like work. Like I can still feel my muscles aching from the amount of work it took to like keep them in the bath. So um, Sunny actually didn't have the ticks. Pete did. When I gave Sunny a bath, though, something did come out. And then I looked. It was just a dingleberry from her butt that must have been <sighs> hidden. She, I mean, Ruby has them too. Um, that must have been hidden in her fur that I couldn't tell, but they're both all clean and good. They're exhausted because they nap like crazy the last few days. Yeah, when we were doing the walking on Saturday, um, we'd already done a couple of walks earlier in the day, but nothing like Swan Creek. And then I had to remind, I had to remember that Andre's got little legs and he can't go like Diddy does. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, there's a, 
when it comes to, to, to ticks and small annoying bugs like that. So over by me, next to that um, that fire truck restaurant, you know where that is? Yeah, yeah. So next to it, they they knocked down that motel. Oh, they did. And they demolished it, and they took all the mattresses and they have stacked them up where you can see them from airport highway. And the only thing I keep thinking is like bed bugs. Now I'm not saying yeah. that be, I would say that with any big pile of mattresses, I hope they light that thing on fire and it looks like a goddamn inferno. So they did the same thing when they tore down the holiday Inn out here on route 20, mm-hmm. like they, they tore it down with all of the furniture inside. So it was like a pile of rubble that had, for um, mattresses and you could see some couches in there. It was like they didn't even bother to clear out the rooms. They just got rid of it all, all at once. And I, I mean, obviously with my line of work, that was my first thought too, was like, oh my God, bed bugs. But, um, well, they, they took the bed, they took the mattresses and probably box springs out. Everything else was demolished. Mm-hmm. So again, light that bitch up. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, kind of the last thing, um, and we, this will be a fun discussion, um, on Friday, the uh, the New York Times and everything talked about the the UFA or the UFAs or UFPs, what everybody calls UFOs, um, and the long and the short of it was, and we, this is f- to me far more disconcerting than um, than acknowledging that yeah, it's aliens, like the things that have the pilots have seen for years. Yeah, it's aliens. They've said we don't know. And that's a huge problem. I know the uh, the president's press secretary was like, anybody in our airspace, regardless of what it is, and we don't know what it is, like, that's a huge problem. Forget about the fact that, like, it's uh, they, they fly on these wild trajectories at speeds that humans shouldn't be capable of. I'm more concerned that we don't, that they don't, they're, well... They might know what it is, but we're being told they don't know what it is, whether it's some kind of Russian or Chinese technology. But it's pretty troubling that, and I get it, you can't tell people, hey, here's what it is, because it could be far more upsetting. But I do raise an eyebrow that they don't know what these things are. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I guess so. I did see, I so I saw that, and I had a little snicker in my mind. Because, like, they basically came out and they're like, yes, like, we're admitting that there's something there, but that doesn't mean that it's alien. So calm down, all you right. people that are thinking we're admitting to the existence of alien of an alien species. We don't fucking know. Um, but I, I don't know. I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. It could be concerning because, like, the fact that they don't know means they don't know how to respond or protect us right. from it. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah, interesting stuff. And, again, and that's at face value. Like, if they don't know, that's very troubling. But if they do know that it's kind like a like Sudanese technology, like there's there really is some Wakandan place on the planet, and somehow their stuff wound up here. Um, <laughs> that's okay because that's no different than like for seven decades of yeah, there's aliens. We keep them at a base right here. Yeah, that's right. Um, but when they said, we don't know, that's that's kind of problematic. But I knew for a fact when all this stuff came out, they were never going to say, yup, it's aliens. Because remember, the O, at least in, in UFO, is uh, unidentified flying object. Like, that could be someone, that could be a cat with superpowers or something. <laughs> that, and I think that that's what gr- keeps me grounded in this conversation is it's like, 
we don't know like it doesn't necessarily mean it's something from a black hole that you know from another place like it we literally don't know i know it sounds really cool and fun for it to be like um see the aliens are here they're visiting us you know they're here all the time like i know that that's really cool but like the likelihood of that actually being it is probably around 25 percent, and that's like giving it more credit than it deserves I was going to say, twenty. I would totally take 20, there's a 25% chance that aliens are among us right now. Yeah, I, okay, I agree. Like, I, I agree, you know, but I'm just like, we love a good story. I, I'm not saying it's on the line of a conspiracy theory. It's true. There are things flying around that they're admitting to that now nobody knows, that they're admitting nobody knows what they are. Right. But I, I don't think it's that, you know, I don't know if it's... In the same yeah. way that you would never imagine people would attempt making a porn at mommy bay state park <laughs> there are things flying around out there that you just can't comprehend or you know a, a tiny fraction of humanity can actually do it uh, maybe they don't want to admit to it although well, i did say thomas and i were talking about this the other day and i said but at the same time like i also i think there's a lot of people even like in the ages of our parents that never thought that we would see a pandemic in our lifetimes where we're walking around with fucking masks on and there's all this weird stuff happening that we've just experienced in the last 12 months. So who's to say that like, you know, 10 years from now or 13 years from now, there isn't going to be an alien that comes to the planet. Like, right. you know, you never, you literally never know. I, you know, that's fine. I'd like to not go to work. So if you make, read, make it happen, if you read, uh, if you read any of this stuff from last week with that report, did you come across something called the Fermi paradox? No. Are you familiar with it? No. It's a. It makes. It's a pretty quick. As long as you don't link out to everything, it's a pretty quick read on Wikipedia, and it makes a lot of sense as to where are they. Oh, so. I see. Interesting. Um, actually, a couple of last things. I was speaking of being surprised. I was surprised. More people, there were more people than I expected in the Facebook discussion who were, uh, who disliked pay it forward lines. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I feel like that's a, that's a real like thing. I was, I was pleased to see everybody's reaction and like, don't feel inclined to do it. Um, you know, I don't do it. People stop the lines all the time. You know, you, I think you, you said one of these three things, which I think is completely, uh, fair one pay what your drink is two i think you definitely said don't pay any more than ten dollars mm -hmm. and the third one was i don't know if you said this or not but somebody did nobody in starbucks in a starbucks line needs anything paid for them they can completely afford it i thought you might have said that and it was a good point no i didn't say that somebody else did philip philip must have been um but i did break my rule so i can't believe i forgot to tell you this when we were going out to mommy bay on saturday my mom it was like 2 p.m. and she hadn't eaten any food yet and was about to go out in the sun in 90 degree days. I, we were ready to like kill her. So she wanted to go to McDonald's. We went to McDonald's <gasps> on Navarre, I think it is. McDonald's on Navarre. Where on is that? Like by by St. Charles. Okay. Yeah. There, um, there's got to be a McDonald's there. Yeah. yeah so, I know where it is. So we were at that McDonald's and it was really funny. It was me and my, my, me and my mom and Thomas in our car with the dogs. And then my sister-in-law and my nephews in her car. So she was in one line. I was in another and my nephews are still young and they're like, we have to go to the bathroom. So my mom in the middle of the drive-thru, there was a lot of cars had to get out and like 
shuffle each of them inside to the bathroom while we were still like driving, getting closer and closer to the window. So it was awkward. And this dad like rolled up and Sonny's head was out the window and he's like, hey, look, a corgi. And her da- his daughter was looking. And then like we were just kind of joking back and forth with each other. And um, he saw what my mom was doing and he's like, hey, my kid has to go to the bathroom too. <laughs> and it was just really funny. Like, so there was banter between my sister-in-law and I and this complete stranger. So we ended up paying for his meal and, and his daughter's. It was $14, but you know, whatever. Okay. All right. Well, look, how, how about that comes up a day after we discuss it about <laughs> forward lines? Right. And I break my own rule, but it was for a guy and his kid. So, and probably another kid too. So I was cool with it. He was, he was really funny for the little bit of time we interacted. So I was just like, why not? Very nice. Um, anything else? I don't think so. I'm working on like, so I like I said in the beginning, I'm impulse buying, but I'm trying oh, to do it responsibly. I totally forgot to add, to, to stop you from doing, well, I, I have stopped you with the last hour of discussion here. What are you trying to stop yourself from impulse buying? So I, I think we talked about this. I am looking into purchasing a kayak. I want to, but it's like, I have to purchase the kayak and then the holder that goes on the rack of my car. So I have to get a rack for my roof. I already have like the tracks for the rack. I just have to buy the rack. Um, But I do, I'm like, damn it. I really want one. And Meyer had one yesterday that was actually not a bad price. And I was like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Hello? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, oh, oh. So, um, and now my friend just texted me and she goes, hey, by the way, I'm getting a uh i just bought a kayak and we're i'm going out this weekend so i'm like oh my god i'm gonna get one go go before you buy i'd much rather i would rather you make that decision after you go kayaking with her so you can get a better grasp of the experience and realize whether or not it will make for a wise investment oh i've been kayaking all the time i love kayaking i just rent them so i've never i've never like owned one so i don't just take one out to the mommy whenever i want to and i think that's what i'm ready for because at this point we have to either go to Grand Rapids and rent them or rent them whenever like we went camping and we rented them. So we might go down to the same place. I do really enjoy kayaking and like we got the dog's life jacket. So Thomas's kayak has to be like legs out because Sunny's just a little too big to fit in the in the inside. But Petey can fit on the inside. So, he, you know, and he always rides with me and she rides with him. Howard the weenie goes out kayaking. <laughs> I feel like Howard the Weenie is the dog that my friend's grandma put up for adoption. Like, I'm like, is that, is that, you know, I looked and I'm, and Howard's adoption date was recently. And I was like, oh my God, I think I know this dog before he became Howard. Well, now he's a megastar. So the other impulse buy that I'm thinking of that I actually might do is an Apple Watch. I might cave and get myself an Apple Watch because I want to keep up with my steps and, the activity and because I think it'll also when I have my Fitbit it like inspired me to keep going like if I in my mind if I wanted to get 8,000 steps in a day and I was at six then I would like purposely walk out of my house to go get it done do you normally wear anything on your wrist I wear a watch every day oh yeah that this seems more practical than the kayak yeah I wear I wear a watch every day I if I do not wear my watch I feel incredibly naked and I want to go back home and get it like I wear a watch that much it's right up there with earrings in fact my watch tan line is pretty pretty bad I would do that I would get the watch well 
the watch may just get I may like put it on my cell phone plan for another like 12 bucks a month for a year Good and idea. then um the kayak i can actually do the same thing technically i could buy it outright if i wanted to but i'd rather not but i may be able to just like make a like purchase it but make a couple payments on it i haven't decided you might be able to find somebody on the i don't know facebook marketplace selling one I have looked. I, I mean, if anybody is listening and selling a, a kayak, let me know. I've looked, and I don't know if I trust the marketplace. I, I don't know. I thought about it, though. Just bring Thomas. So Thomas is, we've been, yeah, I guess so. We've been looking for one for him, but we've got to get one that holds his weight. Right. So uh, Perhaps a small yacht. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Um, oh, so when I uh, I spent a, a good time talking to Katie uh, for uh-huh. those that's Katie from Brewski Bites who was on the uh-huh. podcast a couple of weeks ago, and um, Amanda uh, amid all this this stuff maybe this is what shook the ice off of things when we got back from the dog park I opened up the treats that I bought from Katie one was like bacon and cheese the other one was peanut butter uh-huh. and I told Amanda I was like hey these are some, some dog treats and I gave one to each Diddy and Andre and then I ate one and she looked at me in horror <gasps> are they good? Uh, well Katie said like she's like if you want to eat one and you like a certain flavor like this is the one to try um, I mean obviously the dogs love them I couldn't taste the peanut butter in the peanut butter treat, uh-huh. and it tasted like like a piece of a granola, a granola bar. I figured, I, I, like if I could if I could name anything that a dog treat would taste like, I would point out granola. Yeah, so the dogs have enjoyed them. It was nice to uh, throw some money at her and learn all about her um, her exotic birds that her and her boyfriend have. So yeah. Saturday was a really good day. And her cat. She didn't tell. I don't care about the cat. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad. I, I wish I would have known. I would have totally came and brought my little monsters. Did I not tell you about it? No, no. I would have told because you haven't met them. By the way, Pete did so good at the beach. Like nobody really came up to him and like petted him. Um, but uh, just around my nephews, they didn't touch him either. But he like Pete will normally like literally high between my legs he will back up as much as he can he did so well like he didn't seem to be afraid of anyone and when he was swimming he was around so many people and wasn't worried like just kept swimming tail wagging and everything i was so proud of him and then sunny got out of her leash so that was scary but she ran straight to thomas he was leaving to go to the bathroom and she wasn't having it uh would you ever consider getting in like a little kiddie pool for hot days Oh my God. I wish, I wish I I tried to tell my brother, but he won't let me, obviously I can't do one here, but I can do it at my brother's house, but he won't let me cause he doesn't want it to mess up his grass. Oh, stop. Like go, go get one of those $25 pools and let them hang out in it. Old your, man for your Tom, place. At, where, how am I going to fill it up? With a water pitcher? I don't know. Oh, yeah. There's gotta be a ho Is there a hose on the premises somewhere? No. Okay. Yeah. There were a lot of dogs in those pools. Yeah. On on Saturday, yeah. They did love the bay though, so they like to swim. Good. But I should have bought their brought their life jackets because Sunny was like Sunny was sinking. <laughs> I had to hold her up. She's got no legs. Yeah, she's barely got legs. Are you familiar with Swan Creek at all? No. There's a uh, like an Indiana Jones type swinging bridge. Oh. Over a part of the creek, and Diddy was not having it. Really? And he's usually the fearless one. Because, um, so it was, I was walk, walking him, Amanda was walking Andre, and she was about 10 yards behind us. 
with the way the bridge was shaking, you would have thought she was, I looked behind her to see if she was fucking around, like shaking the bridge. It's just pretty jittery, and Diddy was not about that life. Oh, poor thing. Yeah, yeah that sounds like Sunny. All right, well, um, have a good rest of your day, and I'll try to post these pictures, and we'll see if uh, we can get more uh, softcore porn actors out to Mommy Bay. Uh-huh, sounds good. All right, bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye.